Welcome to Late Night Reactions with Dogs on Demand. I'm one of your hosts, Mason Cox, joined by Wilson Benton. How you doing tonight, man? Man, I am doing fantastic after that win by the Bulldogs. What a freaking win, dude. I mean, you talk about blowing a top five recruiter out. That's basically what it was until they scored a late touchdown, but it was 42-17 before mm-hmm. they scored that late touchdown. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What a job. It was a great game. Uh, so State, for those who don't know, State won the ball game 42-24 to 24 over A&M at home. Uh, we are now ranked number 23 in the nation. And let me just yeah. go ahead and say this. It was a great performance by Mississippi State. The football team competed for the whole four quarters. And I've been begging for it all year, and they finally did it. And, man, was it good to see just to see them to go out and play a full game of football. And when they did, they won by a huge margin. Yeah. And going into it, we we kind of had an idea that A&M was going to be a good matchup for us considering how run-heavy their offense was. But there was a lot of things that we did that I was not expecting Mississippi State to do. Oh, for sure. And we're definitely going to get into that as as the episode goes on. Um, there's definitely some key players that showed up in this game that I wasn't expecting. And they're, I mean, you know, a return a block field goal for a touchdown. Yeah. wasn't expecting that. I knew special teams was going to be big, but I wasn't expecting them to go and do that. Right. Um, they just, they were firing on all cylinders for the most part. For the most part. I mean, there's some stuff we, we can had, talk about, but there is some stuff we'll get into. But one thing I do want to say a shout out to the Lodge for hooking me up with some immaculate overalls. <laughs> They're maroon and white striped. Yeah. And let me tell you, I was probably the best looking guy out in the student section this past weekend. But uh, no, all jokes aside, um, it was so loud, dude. And I, I told you that, you know, the, the next day I was like, dude, my ears are still ringing. Yeah. And old row, uh, MSU, is it Barstool or Old Row? I can't remember. <clears throat> they posted the, the thing about the, the Apple Watch giving a notification that the sound levels had reached over 100 decibels and to, you can't sustain more than a couple of minutes of this or you'll get hearing damage. Oh, dude. I definitely got hearing damage in this game. Um, <laughs> the, the crazy thing about it is there was only there was only fifty fifty two thousand there. I mean, there was still room for another ten thousand people. Yeah, there. so the home side was pretty much full. Those old farts on the on the, the east, east side. The east side uh, was like seventy percent full. And then the, I get the upper deck because who wants to sit in the sun like glaring yeah. right in your face watching the game in the upper deck? If but, there was going to be empty seats, it was going to be there. Mm-hmm. But I was just so disappointed with a lot of the. Well, there were empty that, seats like on the bottom near like the visitor section and just on yeah. the top and like right basically well, all the way across. A and M didn't travel well at all. No, I mean, okay, granted they wear maroon, so it was kind of hard to tell. Mm-hmm. But you know, they do do the whole towel waving thing, and you would hear if they did something good. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know if they had fifteen hundred people there. I mean, they really did not have high hopes. That just goes to show you how unconfident that they were going coming into Starville. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, let's go ahead and break down the um, the game, do a little quick play-by-play. Uh, great game. So first quarter, I'm just going to skim through it really fast because not a lot happens. Neither team ends up scoring. Uh, State yeah. receives a ball first. Uh, they go for a, I think, a five-yard or a five pl- – Five, six plays for 27 yards. End up punting the ball to A&M. A&M gets the ball. They go go down the field. They end up uh, turning it over and punting the ball back. Seven-play drive for 38 yards. State mm-hmm. State has a big drive, uh, 16 plays, 49 yards. It takes eight minutes of the game. That's one of the most bizarre stats I've ever heard of, a 16-play 49-yard drive that takes eight minutes and you don't score at all. Yeah. That doesn't end in a turnover. So this was where our – this is where our grievances are going to be. So we obviously had our left tackle out this week, and so we had – in this drive is where our penalty started, and 
the offensive line got a couple false starts and kept pulling yeah. them back behind the chains they and were, they had to repeatedly get first downs. They were playing like the floor's lava game. They were moving all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so – But, I mean, granted, I, I know that – Jones was playing left tackle, usually plays left guard, and then we had a new left guard come in. And so I get why there could be some of that, but, you know, it wasn't just them having the penalties. I mean, Cole Smith had a false start as well. Mm-hmm. So It was on this drive, it, it like, I, by the end of the game, I think every offensive lineman had a false start or a penalty on him. Uh, except for the center, but yeah. yeah. No, the center got one. Really? I think I, so, yeah. Um. I went back and watched it yesterday. I'm pretty sure he did. Okay. But uh, I could be wrong on that. I'll double check. I'll hold you to that. Okay. Uh, so we have a we have that super long 16-play, 49-yard drive, end up punting the ball. A&M gets the ball. They go four and out, punt the ball. Um, State gets it, three plays, punt. A&M gets the ball. This is where they kind of start to figure things out. They drive down the field. Uh, three plays, 31 yards, and they end up – A-Chain ends up getting a fumble forced by right. uh, Colin Duncan and, and Mississippi State recovers. If I'm not mistaken, that's when they had the big punt return to set them up in good field mm-hmm. position. Yeah. yeah. So there was definitely a hold there. Um, on um, I think it was A-Chain returning the punts too, or I'm not sure. Usually, but yeah. whoever it was went around the end, and there was an obvious holding call that we went crazy about. But they ended up – no, not calling it, and they got really good. I think they started, I think, on so, the other side of the 50-yard line, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so, then they just ran the ball three or four times with mm-hmm. A-chain, and they were finding huge gaps up the middle through the tackles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on that play, they found another huge hole, and I it was going to be another big run, but uh, I don't remember who. I think it's it Colin was Colin Duncan. Colin Duncan. I know he – Recovered the fumble, but I'm no Colin Duncan forced. He forced it. it? And, okay, uh, Richardson is up recovering. Okay, that's right. That's right. Richardson has a has a really big game, as we're going to talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so uh, Moose Muhammad ends up returning it for twenty yards to our thirty-seven yard line. He was he, good he all was day. Explosive. He was their guy. He, yeah, he went for over one hundred and thirty yards uh, mm-hmm. receiving, mm-hmm. and he, I guess, he did the punt returns as well. So I mean a huge weapon for them, and he you could tell he was a good a really good player. Yeah. So uh, A chain ends up fumbling it. Uh, Mississippi State recovers on the six yard line, uh, courtesy of Colin Duncan and uh, DeCamer. DeCam. Yeah, DeCam Richardson. Uh, we get the ball. We go eleven plays, ninety four yards down the field, um, and end up getting a touchdown yeah. at the beginning of the second quarter. Right, and this is the the throw the ducking. Uh, they yeah. tried it once, and they will threw it out of bounds a little mm-hmm. bit too high and too far. And then he, they said, "Well, why not? You're going to single coverage him again. We're just going to try it again." And it it worked. It yeah. was nothing you could do about it from a defensive like defensive point of view. It was just six five receiver going to get the ball one on one versus a smaller corner. I mean, yeah, that's all it was. And so I don't want to say. I don't think the game was at this point. I think the momentum had shifted in our favor, even though it was early. I feel like it kind of deflated A and M right from the get go, going all the way down the field and then fumbling it right there at the six yard line. Well, it, it, it in a way it was kind of a fourteen point swing mm-hmm. because yes, we got the ball at the six yard line, I guess, to start the drive. Yeah, but they were gonna score a touchdown there because they were gashing our defense yeah. on that yeah. drive. Yeah, and so for us to go. To go from them scoring touchdown to us driving all the way down the field and scoring and just that whole momentum change was huge just mm-hmm. to start the game. Yeah, so uh, we give the ball back to A and M. They go three. They go three and out. End up punting it. Uh, so State gets the ball again. Um, they go for a nine play seventy yard drive. End up getting their second touchdown. Uh, this one was courtesy of. Rufus. Rufus Harvey. Yeah. Um just drove down the field. Um I think it was a great route. Yeah. It was third down. Um I think that's when they kept trying to get it to uh Robinson. Or was it Ra Ra? I think it was Ra Ra. Yeah, so they tried to get it to Ra Ra, but it was incomplete. Um so then we they, tried to run the ball and it got stuffed. Mm-hmm. So and we then ended up the third down. Up. He runs a great route, it was a zig route, and uh 
barely stretches across the line, and mm-hmm. but he, he gets it in. And I was kind of I was upset with the refs all day, to be honest with you. I think they were they were in they A&M's were in pocket. They were, and I remember them taking so long to review whether his whether he got in or not, mm-hmm. and you could see clear as day on our two massive screens that he was in and they took like five minutes yeah. to look at it. I was like, what are you looking mm-hmm. at? Maybe there was something different on TV. Cause I haven't gone back and watched the game that I wasn't seeing, but I thought it was a touchdown clear as day, but they tried to do stuff like that all night long. Yeah. Uh, ex- let me correct myself. It was a incomplete pass to Jameer Calvin, not. Uh, yeah, that was the out route where they he, he just overthrew dove, him. He dove for it and he just couldn't hang on to it. Yeah. Off his fingertips. Yep. So A uh, and M gets the ball again. They're down fourteen zero. Um, Max Johnson gets a sack by J P Purvis. Uh, then he throws a complete pass to Muhammad for twenty four yards. Ends up getting a first down. Uh, another incomplete pass. Um, then they pick, they get another first down, call timeout, go into the, go with, uh, 23 seconds left. He gets sacked again by Randy Charlton. Uh, and then Mississippi State ends up giving them a bailout on a pass interference call in the end zone. Um, yeah. And then he is sacked again by Nathaniel Watson for a loss of 10 and, uh, he ends up fumbling the ball, and Mississippi State recovers, and that takes us into the half. Yeah, and I thought – I think it was Wheat that recovered the ball, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. But uh, it was one of those where he was about to throw, and as soon as he almost started to go forward, the ball got knocked out of his hand. And one thing I have to say about Max Johnson is he is a really tough kid, mm-hmm. and he's going to have a lot of bruises. Because he was on the ground all game. He was getting lit up all game. I just, it it makes you wonder if if you did not know, if you just went on blank slate, not knowing the recruiting or anything like that, you would be looking at the game saying, hey, Mississippi State is a team with the four and five star players. Mm-hmm. Like clear as day, they're the ones mm-hmm. with all the, with the big playmakers and stuff. Yeah, and I, I just think that that's kind of funny that you know because they're supposed to be they had the best class in the country and they've had a top five class three years in a row recruiting and it just goes to show you that recruiting is not everything and a lot of it comes down to player development and coaching. Yeah, so we come back into the third quarter. A and M gets the ball right out the gate. They. uh they run a chain pretty hard. They moved down the field on a fourteen place. Boy, did they! Seventy two yard drive took them about six minutes. Uh, during this drive, um, we're blitzing pretty hard. Uh, they go back and review a penalty call and end up giving a uh, personal foul for targeting to uh, Watson. Yeah, I was, and it was very aggravating because. So you know what this reminds me of. It reminds me of when we played Auburn last year, mm-hmm. and Auburn was going down the field to tie the game. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, no. We were going down the field to think go ahead, and they made a huge stop on a fourth down in the red zone, yep. and they get like, the call wasn't made on the field, but like the booth buzzed down and said, hey, y'all want to look at this? And it was targeting, and they ended up ejecting the dude and giving us a first down, yeah. and then we go and score a touchdown. Yeah. It was kind of the same same exact thing, yeah. Yeah, so it was fourth and six. We end up getting a stop, holding them to two yards, and then they end up going back, looking at the play, and finding a targeting call, giving them a first down, and a Jack Boogie Watson. I I think we're really going to miss him that first half. Yes, but the defense did fill his shoes pretty diggum well. I I will say you didn't notice that he wasn't on the field. At least I didn't. I thought Purvis was awesome yes today or um, saturday so we're we're heated at this point um cowbells are ringing a&m ends up getting a false start penalty as we uh show some pressure uh they end up moving the ball um into the into the red zone and then we end up getting a goal line stop end up holding them to a field goal 24 yard field goal randy bond makes it yeah so it's 14 to 3 Mississippi State gets the ball. Uh, 
Very short drive, two plays, seven yards. We end up throwing a pass to ducking, and uh, they end up forcing a fumble. They do. They strip it. Yeah, and just kind of strip it out, punch it out, whatever. So AM recovers the ball. They um, they go for a four-play drive, end up getting a touchdown. Um, is that right? Yeah. Four-play, three-minute and ten drive. A uh, bunch of penalties. Short field. Yeah, real short field, a couple penalties, just, you know. Uh, keep them in it. Um, there are a lot of penalties on us in this game. There were, and we had. Uh, there were definitely a handful that weren't really justified, but we definitely didn't play a clean game penalty wise either. Yeah, I think we had two penalties after we scored touchdowns on doing yeah. stupid stuff. So and- there's an unsportsmanlike after A and M scores, and then we had two um, on our own players. Yeah, for you know. Uh, Taking their helmets off or right. whatever else. Yeah. So, um, at this point, it is twin. Hold on, let me check. Fourteen. Fourteen ten, I think. No, that's not right. Hold on. Yeah, it's fourteen ten. Uh, State gets the ball back. Or wait, no. Okay, here we go. All right, so they drive down the field. Um, they go four plays. They end up holding them at the 26-yard line. This is where they go for a field goal, 50-yard field goal, and Forbes blocks it. That's Richardson right. recovers. They end up scoring, making it 21-3. to That's right. I was about to say, I was like, I don't remember then, it being 14-10, but yeah. And then there's an unsportsmanlike because Forbes takes off his helmet on the field. Yeah. And you can't do that. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh then we kick the ball back off to a and I, I will say on that blocked field goal, that is the loudest I've heard Davis Wade since Dan Mullen. It's probably the loudest since the piss and miss, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it was an electric moment that we haven't had since Mike Leach has been here. It's been the most electric home game moment, yeah, yeah. for Mike Leach. Um they did a really great job. There were a bunch of penalties in that drive, some false starts. Uh, you know, just it was inconsistent. We felt like we were getting cheated by the refs. They end up getting a stop, blocking the field goal, returning it, and we're like, heck yeah. That goes from 14-6 to 21-3. Yeah, so 14-3 to 21-3, yeah. And so, well, if they would have made the field goal, yeah. it was going to be the six, and they're yeah. their one possession game, you know, mm-hmm. at that point. And so then we kick it back off. AM gets the ball. They go five plays for 70, uh, 72 yards for in two minutes and 27 seconds. Uh, end up getting a really big couple passes to Muhammad. He ends up carrying them down the field real quick. Yeah. Uh, they end up scoring, making it 21 10. Is that the, the one on one with Colin Duncan in the end zone? Mm. Was it a pass play? That they scored on, on that drive. Yeah, it's an eighteen-yard pass. Yeah, that's the one where yeah. it was one-on-one and Duncan just got beat over the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so State gets the ball again. Uh, Twelve plays, seventy-five-yard drive takes about five minutes. Uh, ends up scoring, making twenty-eight ten. This one was courtesy of a Dylan Johnson run play. After. Yeah, this is the fourth down conversion mm-hmm. that we uh I didn't I didn't think he was gonna get in. I he was hit about the two yard line and he just found a way to fall forward into the end zone. And I I was I was like, oh Leach, you're gonna run up the middle again with yeah, them bearing down, daring you to throw the ball. I yeah, was, so they take it in fourth and fourth and goal at the one yard line, end up rushing it in for a yard at the beginning of the yeah. fourth quarter, making it um twenty eight to ten. And then A&M, once again, gets the ball, takes a 14-play, 82-yard drive, Mm -hmm. five and a half minutes, goes down and scores. I believe in this drive, yeah. So in this drive, um, Tyrus Wheat gets in the backfield, ends up uh, not breaking up a pass, but he's trying to break up a pass, ends up hitting um, Max Johnson's hand. I think he ends up messing up his hand, throwing hand or his thumb. So he comes out of the game. They end up putting in uh, Haynes King. Uh, yeah, Haynes at this King. point, 
King takes over the offense and then just drives down the field and ends up getting a touchdown for him. He's able to use his legs to keep the drive going. Yeah, he uh, did, and he did the little fake pass thing and just mm-hmm. totally dicked out. I yeah. think it was – I don't remember who it was. I don't, I don't remember either, but uh, – It might have been – I don't think it was Richardson. Uh, no, it was – I can't remember his name, number five on the D-line. He's a D-end. I don't remember. Anyways, yeah, he just fakes out one of our guys and just – Easily strolls in for a four-yard uh, touchdown run. So after this, State gets the ball. Uh, there's a kickoff. Will Rogers ends up throwing a 75-yard pass to Ra Ra Thomas. Uh, beautiful throw. Uh, they end up getting a touchdown on that, making yeah. it 35-17. Just taking the life out of A&M, and I love it. I'm there for every second of it, but I feel bad for the defense well, at this point. Not only that, that's something that Mississippi State hasn't had since I've been alive. Mississippi State has not have had the type of receivers that can number one beat a man one on one. Yeah. And not only that, but then to break out of a tackle, make a guy miss and take it to the house. Yeah. So we haven't I mean you could argue Darunya, maybe mm-hmm. he could win on one on one, but he didn't have the foot speed that yeah that that Ra Ra has. Yeah. And I'm if this is, I mean, if this is what a sign of things to come, I mean, just imagine. So next year, I'm not, well, even this year, imagine Rara ducking and Justin Robinson on the field at the same time. Well, see, Robinson's another one of those guys that he had a came out of game. nowhere. You know, like two weeks ago, I couldn't have told you who he was. Yeah. And now here he is, and he's making, he had, he was second, leading receiver on the team, I think, yeah. behind Rara. Mm-hmm. Um and Rara obviously, you know, uh Had we were expecting yeah, yeah, well we were expecting a big game out of him because he wasn't he didn't show up last week. Right. And so we were expecting good things out of him and he came out and performed. Uh so after that we kick it back off. Uh Texas AM gets the ball, Haynes King Ends up throwing a interception. It's tipped. I believe he was going for Muhammad. This is on that this was on the receiver. Yeah, so the receiver ends up tipping the ball, and Forbes is just in the right place, right time, ends right. up getting an interception. Uh, they turn the ball over. We we go on a seven-play, 54-yard drive, uh, end up getting held fourth and three, and we end up uh, kicking a 39-yard field goal yeah, and missing it. he did. Um, you know, just uh, there was an incomplete pass to uh, Jameer Calvin that would have, you know, got us a first down, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, so they come back out on the field after turnover on downs. Uh, Haynes King ends up throwing again another interception to Forbes. Forbes ends up getting yeah. a pick six on this play and runs it back, making the score uh, 42-17. to 17. Yeah, 42-17. And I don't know why he didn't learn his lesson the first time. Don't throw his way. Yeah, well, you know, young quarterback and – I will say the second pass was a little bit more warranted than the first. Neither of them were his fault necessarily. It's just Forbes was in the right place and he made the play when he needed to. He he read the and QB. All a lot day. of that was him trying to throw out a pressure because yeah. it was you know another half second and he was getting hit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean that's more of a, as much as Forbes played a big part in both of those receptions, the pressure played, I think, a bigger part yeah. in his decision-making. Yeah, but he ends up getting a 33-yard return for a touchdown. That ends up being his fourth uh, touchdown of either of his – I don't remember if it's his it's season fourth, or his career. So it's a f- pick six. Fourth pick six. Yeah, and he is tied for the most uh, – I think it's career pick sixes. Yeah, it's four. Yeah. Um, He's had two – this year and two last year. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Forbes. Uh, anyways, uh, one last time, AM gets the ball. They take a seven play, 61 yard drive. Yeah. Uh, they ride Muhammad very hard this drive, end up getting a touchdown um, just to kind of. Right. But know, we run knew the, the game. Score. We knew the game was over by this point. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to our defense because at this point they're gassed. They've been on the field the whole game. Uh, Especially our, the second half. Yeah. The third quarter we had the ball for two plays, I think. Until until, until Ducking gave up that inter, that fumble. Yeah, when he did. And so A&M, I think, had the ball for the first 
essentially the first 13 minutes or 12 minutes of the third quarter. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's in my that's just too long to have your defense out on the field, you know, play after play after play. They're going to get tired and eventually. And then they and then you got to think even when they made stops, they were getting points. So like they blocked the field goal, they got right. a touchdown, they got to go back out. They get an interception, they get a pick six, they got to go back out. Yeah. You know. So I know. yeah. That's they, true. They did they did what they had to do, but they just ended up being on the field longer than they needed to be. But the, it's a good problem time, to have. It's a very good problem <laughs> to have. And just talking about some of the performances from members of the defense this week, I thought obviously Forbes had a day. Yes. He had the two picks yeah. and the blocked uh field goal. Yeah. D Cam, the other side, other corner, had the he picked up the fumble uh mm-hmm. in the first quarter. And well, then also had the return on the field goal. He picked up the block yeah. and returned it. Richardson did a great job of also just open field tackling and just containing a yes. chain when he was in open space. Right. Uh, he had three or four like tackles either at the line or for loss that just kept a chain from getting some really big games uh, early in the first half. And so I was very impressed with him because he's. I think we were well, talking about it earlier. He's not necessarily our best defensive back, but he is probably in coverage. Our, yeah, in coverage, but he is probably our best open field tackler. I mean, they tried to throw it out to A chain in the flat two or three times in the first quarter, yeah. and they weren't getting anywhere with that. And so they Richardson would just they, light him up. They essentially abandoned that, that scheme, <laughs> game plan. Yeah. yeah, because they're like, it's not working. Yeah, and so. I don't know where he was against LSU, but man, I would have loved to have seen him, you know, contain Daniels. But, yeah, I, well, that comes down to coaching and putting him on the receiver versus putting him as a spy. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see it some more as we go up against some more uh, athletic QBs yeah. that are more prone to right. run the ball. And shout out to our defensive line. I have not seen. I have not seen our front seven play like that since Mike Leach has been here. Yes. They were flying everywhere. They were yeah. all over the place. It looked like LSU against us two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Or was that? Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, in the backfield instantly. It was like the mm-hmm. offensive line wasn't even there. Yeah. So we recorded uh, four sacks and then six tackle for losses as a team. And that's not even including all the hurries and throw out yeah. of pressures and yeah. stuff. But it seemed like our defense was back there every play. And let me tell you, it was great to see because I know we've talked before about how Zach Arnett needs to come up with some some creative schemes to get our guys back there because we don't have necessarily the best defensive linemen to just bull yeah. rush and get back there or right. edge rushers. But he had this interesting formation as I went back and watched the game where he would have – uh, two defensive linemen and four linebackers all in the box. Yeah. And they would alternate where they rushed, like where, which direction they were coming from, which gap they decided to fill. And it really messed with AM's head because it didn't seem like they could pick up where they were coming from. And I'm a huge fan of that anyway because I believe in this day and age you need as much speed as you can on the field. Yeah. Especially with, you know, all the spreads and stuff. It – it made a huge difference between mm-hmm. playing our three down linemen versus playing two down linemen and then maybe a weed or a Tim off the edge and then having three more linebackers to fill in gaps. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know if it had anything to do with uh, uh, Boogie Watson getting ejected or not, but either way it was successful. Like it worked. Yeah. And I was very impressed because it was a look we're not used to seeing and we were consistently getting pressure on the QB. He was not – Max Johnson was not comfortable at all, and then we no. we pressured uh, Haynes King very often. He was a little bit more shifty, so he got out of some ta- some tackles that should have been sacks uh, and extended some plays. But our defense was consistently disrupting disrupting their offense, and it was great to yeah. see. And I mean, I do want to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt mm-hmm. because A and M has been very – they've been bad on offense. Let's just put it as it yeah. is. They've not impressed anybody on offense. No. But with that being said, you know, at least in the trenches, you would think their five-star linemen would be better 
than our D linemen, especially yeah. how we've looked this year up yeah. front. And so it, it was just super encouraging to see, and I hope that we can translate that over to the Arkansas game next week. For sure. And let me go ahead and say my two shout-outs for this game, Impact players, did their job. And Ra Ra Thomas and Dylan Johnson is my honorable mention. Yeah. They both were very successful in this game. Did exactly what they needed to do. Uh, Ra Ra obviously had five receptions for 134 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dylan Johnson had a let's see. He was all over the. He place. was all over. He had 20. He had four receptions for 27 yards, and then he had about 68 yards rushing, 14 carries, and a touchdown. Yeah, and I'm. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm impressed, but I am surprised because well, Leach. We had 144 rushing yards as a team. Leach consistently ran the ball. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. And he didn't do it in the most predictable circumstances. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a fourth and four that we ran the ball on. And, like, nobody was expecting us to run the ball. Yeah. But Marks gets, you know, five-yard gain. Yeah. And it was just kind of like that all night where, you know, on the first downs when they have three people on the line – and another mm-hmm. two linebackers and everybody else's they have you know three safeties and whatever we're running the ball Johnson and Marks are seeing the holes and we're getting good push on the interior line with you know Sharp and Smith and those guys and yeah I mean the holes are wide open I, mm-hmm. I could run through them yeah <laughs> yeah now you know that a lot of that comes to the scheme that Texas A&M was playing but at the same time if you don't if you don't play that kind of system against us we're gonna throw the ball all over you mm-hmm. so it's kind of a it's kind of really it, it is enjoyable to see us be like okay pick your poison which one do you want because we're gonna give it to you either way yeah so it's just a it's just nothing but we're gonna take what the defense gives us that's what the air raid offense pretty much is yeah and so this week against A&M what we saw a lot of times was is when they would run their um their three three five. They would basically uh, spread out their three defensive yeah. linemen so wide where you had one on the center and then two on the defensive ends. And so you just had this huge gap, and their linebackers it, would it play was, pretty far back. It was almost a 3-2-6. Yeah. yeah. And so what do we do? We take it. We take our five offensive linemen and, we, and our five extra running three. back. That's numbers. And we just I lo- open up holes. There was a play – where we had the two backs in the backfield at the same time. And mm-hmm. we would hand the ball off to one, and the other one acted like a full block. It was a lead blocker. Yeah. I loved that play. Yeah. Because Marks laid the wood yeah. on somebody <laughs> there. And I was like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah he laid, he laid awesome. a block that ended up getting like a 15-yard rush or something. Yeah. And it was it was beautiful. I mean, we were just firing on all cylinders. Um, Now, let's talk a little bit about the downsides of this game. Obviously, yeah. we won the game. We did what we were supposed to do. There's not a lot to gripe about, but we did have 13 penalties and ended up uh, being about, what, 138 yards, I think? Yeah. It, a lot of it was unforced, but there mm-hmm. were some very nitpicky calls on the secondary yeah. Towards the end of the game, yeah. I will say that back judge, yeah, the grief <laughs> he, he did was not getting like a workout us. in. He yeah. was tossing that flag every chance he got, but I would say a, a ninety yards was self induced. Yeah, well, there were just really there were two plays that I can remember that was just really stupid in terms yeah. of pass interference calls, and then you probably had about six plays that were. Uh, dumb in terms of offensive line getting a false start or holding or whatever it was um but it's not something you want to see well i i i really did think that the the celebration penalties and the the stuff after the touchdowns were going to hurt us more than they did because they did have a chain returning the kicks and we're kicking off from our of 20 yard line yeah (laughs) I was just like, oh, this don't look good. But I will tell you, this second, this special teams is not the special teams from last year. No, not at all. I, I now I, I would have liked to see Ben make that kick, uh, the thirty nine yarder. Yeah, 
But other than that, you can't complain. I mean, they had one good punt return mm-hmm. with Muhammad, but it was a holding. It was pretty obvious to yeah. all of us that yeah. it was a holding. Other than that, I, there's really not a whole lot you can say. Now, Will was off in the first quarter, and I he should have had he should have had a couple interceptions. I would say almost the first half, definitely the first quarter, because there was. There were a couple three, of balls that hit hit their linebackers three in the hands. passes that should have been interceptions. Um, but one thing that threw me off about Rodgers in this game was he was scrambling a little bit more than usual. Uh, I don't know what was up with that. You know, just when A and M would rush, he would try to get out of it. And he had like I remember one play in particular, he had about a he was getting uh, he was getting contained, and uh, the pressure was getting to him, but he ends up, you know, just kind of wiggling his way out, and he's got about a 15-yard lane, and he ends up not going for it and tries yeah. to throw a pass and ends up being incomplete. But I was like, what is this? Like, I'm not used to seeing Rodgers kind of dance around in the backfield. Right. Yeah, um, for sure. But he had a couple questionable throws, but he ends up settling in. I think one of them might have been in the second half that was nearly a pick as well. Uh, yeah. but luckily for us, A&M wasn't able to capitalize on that, but that's something we got to watch out for going forward because other teams will, Yeah, especially where A&M wasn't able to other teams will, especially in the SEC, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got to make those field goals and then you just got to cut down on the, on the penalties, self-inflicted wounds. And then my last thing is you got to hold on to the ball a little bit better, especially ducking. You know, he's one of our top receivers. You can't – you can't – I mean, it was forced out, but you got to make sure that you're protecting and, the ball at all times. Yeah, and one person that we we did not talk about at all this game was Tulu. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a good thing to not have to rely on specific receivers week in and week out. But he had one drop in the first quarter on a third down, and I don't remember him being involved much at all after that. Well, so in this game, what we saw a lot was like, if you're not going to make the play when you get the shot, we'll yeah. give somebody else the chance. And that's why Robinson was in the game for a lot of it. Was because he was making the plays. He was making the plays. He was doing really well, and mm-hmm. it didn't help that Caleb had the fumble, yeah. which, which obviously – they wanted to play Justin a little bit more because he he this really was his breakout game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anything else you want to mention about this game? The only other thing that I want to say is, Mississippi State fans, your team is four and one for the first time since the We Believe year in twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, first time since Dak Prescott, Mississippi State's four and one. We're playing. An Arkansas team next week that is good. Mm-hmm. We need to have the stadium filled up, and mm-hmm. I know I know it's an eleven a.m. game, but guys, SEC Nation's coming. They'll be there at nine o'clock. There's no excuse for you not to come. Mm-hmm. Last week against a And M, we had fifty one thousand nine hundred people there. The stadium was eighty five percent full. Yeah, I. It's kind of like, what more do you need to be excited about if you're a Mississippi State fan? Mm-hmm. If you truly love Mississippi State, you need to find the time and make the commitment to come support the Bulldogs. Well, it's going to be a good game. Um, today, you know, Sam Pittman came out with a press conference, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later when we get into game predictions for the next week. Um, but there is a chance that uh, Jefferson will not be playing this weekend. Uh, due to concussion protocol. Yeah, that's Arkansas's quarterback, by the way. And so we have a very – if he's out, I think State wins this game hands down without any argument. Yeah. Either way, as we'll get into it a little bit later in the week, I think it's going to be a very competitive game, and State has a good chance of winning this game, whether or not Jefferson is there. But – so. With that being said, you should have no excuse to not come to Star Bowl this next weekend. Yeah. Weather's going to be beautiful. You know, it's going to be low 70s at kickoff. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I know it's early, but you got SEC Nation coming in, so the junction's going to be bumping. It's going to be a great environment. It's going to be the most reminiscent of that 2014 yes. season. Like, it's going to be... Had. It's going to be Mississippi State of old, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's going to be... I can't wait. It's going to be fun. And as a state fan, you got to show up, show out, and support the team. With the dogs need you, the mm-hmm. student section can't do it every game. Oh, and we will. We'll, we'll, we will do our best to carry that stadium, but we need the fans as well. Yes. Amen. So, uh, let's move on to some other games in the league. Uh, it was an interesting weekend. Uh, I feel like we need to go ahead and talk about the Ole Miss-Kentucky game. Yeah. Ole Miss ends up scraping one out, as Wilson predicted, 22-19 to against Kentucky. I did predict Ole Miss to win, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be low scoring. Mm-hmm. But, man, both of those offenses look awful. <laughs> yeah. So, Kentucky ends up losing this game. I don't think Ole Miss won this game at all. No, Ole Miss is, did not make the plays to win a game. Kentucky made the plays to lose the game. Well, they end up having a – as Kentucky fans will describe it, a phony call that ends up taking back a touchdown play that would have given Kentucky the go-ahead win. Okay. And so then they have to go for it, and that's where you see Ole Miss dial up the pressure and then end up getting the fumbles, the fumble in the uh, red zone on Will Levis as he's trying to make a pass that ends up selling the game for Ole Miss after yeah. you know he gets that go-ahead field goal in the – I guess it was and a third. To but. Ole Miss's credit, they did something that we, as Mississippi State fans, didn't do, which was they packed their stadium, and they had the stripe out going, mm-hmm. and it looked really good. Yeah. And it was an 11 a.m. game. Yeah. And so if they can do it, if those... Rebels. Yeah, let's just say that word. If they <laughs> can pack a stadium at 11 a.m., there's no excuse for yeah. you not to pack the stadium at 11 a.m. this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. But... uh. No, I. these teams are what they are. I think mm-hmm. we know what both of these teams are. They're going to play pretty salty defense, and they're going to run the ball. Ole Miss is going to run the ball, and mm-hmm. Kentucky is going to try and run the ball and then play action off of – they're going to you know run with Rodriguez and then play action with Will Levis. Yeah. And Ole Miss – the reason why Ole Miss won, in my opinion, is because how they started out. I think that – you know. If I'm not mistaken, they went two scores up. Yeah, so they went up 14 to six by the end of the first. Yeah, they were they hit them hard coming out of the gate, and mm-hmm. I it really took Kentucky the whole rest of the game to try and come back from that. Yeah, yeah. So Ole Miss goes up 14 six early, and then Kentucky puts up another six in the second, and then seven in the third. Try to get a fourth quarter touchdown. Don't unfortunately are unable to to win the game, and that's it. And yeah, Ole Miss just gets. I don't. I guess they got a safety. They held on. I don't know if they got a safety because they no. got five points in the second quarter. Oh, I think yeah, they got a safety. I, yeah, I guess so. Um, but Kentucky had two missed extra points, a blocked or a botched extra point. Yeah, and so and then the whole yeah the other thing with the flag and stuff. Missed two PATs, missed a field goal, and then penalty and a fumble. You know, you just can't do it. You can't do that in Especially those game on the situations. Road. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, um, let's talk about the Alabama-Arkansas game. This game was com- Ban- competitive. It was a game of three, of three, three sections, I want to yeah. say. Yeah, so Bama takes off at the beginning, 14-0. Second quarter, Bryce Young ends up getting hurt. Goes out of the game pretty mad, throws his helmet down. Uh they bring in their backup. Um, what is his name? Uh, Let's see if I can find it. Anyways, Jalen Milrow. Yeah, so they bring in Milrow. Uh, he ends up closing out the game, but KJ Jefferson and Arkansas kind of make a little run back in the second and third quarter. Um, what? Well, Alabama came out firing. They were up twenty-eight to nothing in the second quarter, mm-hmm. and. Arkansas you know, you got to give props to Arkansas for coming back 23-28. Yeah. But in the fourth quarter, uh, Milrow gets adjusted, and they just – talent wins. They end up winning yeah. at 49-26. Um, I believe, as we mentioned earlier, K.J. Jefferson uh, 
ends up getting a concussion in this game. Right, and then that was kind of it for Arkansas. Yeah, like, so they were on, they were going on a roll. He gets hurt, and then they couldn't really do much after that. Yeah, so they have to bring in Cade Fortin, who I've never heard of him. He's probably a freshman. Um, but anyways, Alabama ends up getting a win on the road. Another game to talk about is the Georgia-Missouri game. Georgia and started off slow. It's surprising that we're even talking about this game. Yeah. Because so, we didn't even preview it. No, because we just... Because we're like, Georgia-Missouri, you know, Georgia wins, you know, next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Missouri shows up, and they end up... They play a game of field goals, basically. Their defense holds out for about three quarters, and then in the end, talent wins out. Uh, Missouri was up for a lot of this game, and They were Georgia, up for, like, almost all of it. All of the four quarters, and then... Georgia comes back and scores a last minute touchdown to win it. Uh, just they kind of hang, they hung around in the town, eventually won out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I, as, as I was watching this game, I was cheering obviously so hard for Missouri to win. Yeah. But you could just see the game slipping out of their hands mm-hmm. and you wanted them to hold on. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't but score. They, they, All they could do was they get hit a roadblock. Yes, they could not score. And you knew eventually Georgia was. Yeah. And so that's what happens, 26-22 Georgia. Um, moving on to the LSU-Auburn game. LSU scrapes one out against Auburn. Survives. 21-17. I, I got – I picked LSU to win, but, man, did I get this – what I thought the score was going to be wrong. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a three-touchdown-plus game. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be close. Yeah. Auburn at night is an animal. Well, Auburn started off really hot. It was 17-14 to 14 in the first half, and then they couldn't do anything in the second half. Didn't score a single point. And they – Yeah, it, LSU, it was an ugly game. It was a, a smash-mouth game. Both uh-huh. teams were just running the ball at, yeah. into each other. And uh, Jaden Daniels ended up getting taken out of the game, and they had to uh, – LSU had to bring in their backup quarterback. Yeah. And so it was – you know, Auburn essentially doesn't have a a starting quarterback either, so they didn't have one to begin the year. Yeah, but it, I mean, what would happen if Auburn would have, would have pulled off that game? How bad would that have made us look? Not great. <laughs> no, and that's what I'm saying. And going back to the game that we had in Baton Rouge, well, we lost that game. LSU didn't win that yeah, game. It, we yes, just we I didn't know. play four and, quarters and. They wanted it a little bit more, and they played the rest of the game. Yeah, I'm and just so thinking, you know, could what could be? What could be? What if if we were five and zero? What if yeah. we were five and zero? Yeah, and Arkansas, Arkansas Arkansas had beaten A and M like they should have been, mm-hmm. and it being a top, it probably would have been college matchup. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, but uh, this game ultimately gets sealed by an interception from LSU. They get an interception on Auburn in the yeah. fourth quarter that ends up selling the game. The guy for LSU literally rips the ball out of the receiver's hands as he's catching the ball. He just kind of literally just rips it right out of his hands. Just takes it away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally, Sunday game, Florida and Eastern Washington. Florida beats Eastern Washington 52-17. to 17. Yeah. Um, that's no about there. yeah. That's about all in the SEC. As we already talked about, South Carolina beat South Carolina State on Thursday. Um, yeah, there was there were uh, a few two teams. more two more game, three more games yeah. I want to talk about. Just touch on for a quick second. Mm-hmm. Clemson did beat NC State. Yeah, like I predicted they yeah. would. I got that one right. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I got the Wake Forest Florida State game wrong. I thought yeah. Florida State was going to win that game, but. Wake Forest beating my 10 points. And obviously, I don't know a whole lot about the game, but I did get that pick wrong. Wake Forest has really shown up this season. They've got two big upset wins. There's no reason why they shouldn't have beat Clemson the week before. Yeah. That was the overtime game, yeah. and they let them stay around for too mm-hmm. long. Yeah, they should have won that game too. And so I think Wake Forest should be pretty pretty highly ranked as a 4-1 and one in the ACC Um you know they end up beating they up they hold on and beat Florida State or because they're the higher ranked team. And then they have that Clemson game. Another game I want to talk about though is the uh, Oklahoma TCU game. Oklahoma gets yeah. rolled over by TCU, fifty five to twenty four. Oh, them boys are not 
ready. No, for they the aren't. SEC. Well, I see. I said it last <laughs> week, and they are just proving me right, man. Uh, we also mentioned Oklahoma State and Baylor. Oklahoma State ends up winning 36-25. No surprise there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any other games we previewed? No, I think that um, was it. I'm not seeing any. Was there that Washington game? Who won? Uh, uh, Kansas State beats Texas Tech. No surprise. Uh, Georgia UCLA Tech. beat Washington. Yeah, Georgia Tech upsets Pittsburgh. Not really a huge thing. Georgia Tech's 2-3, and three, Pittsburgh 3-2. and two. Yeah. Pittsburgh was number twenty four in the nation, but the longer the season goes on, the the more unimpressive Tennessee's win against Pitt looked on the mm-hmm. road. Yeah. Now I still have Tennessee as my third best team in the conference, mm-hmm. but we'll find out this weekend because I don't want to get too much coming. No, 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 no. They're playing at LSU. Oh, is that the next weekend? Then uh, Alabama. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but I know that. Tennessee's playing LSU this weekend, but we'll talk about that on our uh, yeah. episode later in the week. And then obviously UCLA ends up upsetting Washington 40-32. Uh, yep. Upset number 15, Washington. Just goes to show, like we've talked about in the past, man, these rankings are they're whack. Like, and <laughs> to be honest with you, it doesn't matter until the playoff rankings come out anyway. Yeah. After, the, after they play six weeks of football, and we actually get a real gauge of what each team is, there's no point in really ranking them anyway. It's just kind of for for giggles right now. Yeah, kicks and giggles, laughs, you know. Um, But it was an exciting weekend for the Bulldogs. We ended up getting a win, getting a very dominant win. And at the time, a top 25 win as well. Yeah, number 17 A&M at the time. Um, So a lot of things to be excited about as a Mississippi State fan. Um, Is there anything else we need to add to this? Um, no, I, I, I know that we'll be posting, uh, our power rankings for this week, uh, should be out the same day as this podcast. And then, um, prediction videos as always prediction videos, as always another prediction video or prediction podcast episode for the Arkansas game will be coming out on probably Friday mm-hmm. before the weekend. Um, other than that, I'm. I don't have anything else. All right. Well, I think that's about going to do it for us here at the Dogs on Demand studio. Uh, so y'all make sure to keep updated on the Instagram as we yeah. release new content. And also, I think we're going to start being a little bit more active on Facebook as well. I think we're going to start looking into that. And uh, I'm going to get Mason on that because I know nothing about Facebook. But <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure that we get that up and running probably by the end of the week. At the latest, by the beginning of next week. So y'all make sure to go follow us on Facebook if you don't already. Um, And with that, I think we're going to get out of here. This has been Dogs on Demand.